0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Your brain might just help you learn something, in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell.
2: Welcome to the show, everybody. Okay, we're going to be talking about control freaks today. You know, in psychology... Uh related slang, the term control freak describes a person who attempts to dictate how everything's done around them. And, and the phrase was first used in the 70s. And this is when uh, uh, stress was on the idea of doing one's own thing and letting others do the same. And so control freaks uh, were recognized back in the 70s as what people have labeled them. Uh, in that term. And, you know, in psychology, there are certain personality disorders that display characteristics that involve the need to gain compliance or control over other people. So, uh, you know, those those uh, with antisocial personality, for instance, tend to display a, a glibness or a grandiose sense of self-worth. And due to their their shallow affect and the lack of remorse and empathy, they are well-suited to uh, to manipulate others into complying with their wishes. You know, there's another disorder, the histrionic personality disorder. And uh, they, these people have to be the center of attention. And in turn, they draw people in so they may use and eventually dispose of their relationship. And uh, those with uh, narcissistic personality disorder have an inflated uh, self-importance, hypersensitivity to criticism, and a sense of entitlement that compels them to persuade others to comply with their requests. And. Uh, You know, to maintain their self-esteem and protect their vulnerable selves, narcissists need to control others' behavior, particularly that of their children as are seen as extensions of themselves. So, you know, what is vulnerability? Well, control freaks are often perfectionists and, you know, defending themselves against their own inner vulnerabilities and the belief that they are not in total control. They risk exposing themselves once more to childhood Stress and and such persons manipulate and pressure others to change so as to avoid having to change themselves. And they use power over others to escape their inner emptiness. And so when control freaks pattern is broken, the controller is left with a terrible feeling of powerlessness and their feeling of pain and fear brings them back to themselves. So control freaks appear to have some similarities to codependence. And in a sense, uh, that that uh, latter fear of abandonment uh, leads to attempts to control those who they depend on. So in terms of a uh, uh, personality type of theory, control freaks are very much a type A personality driven by the need to dominate and control and an obsessive need to control others in the association with the antisocial personality disorder. So in management, in the corporate world, control freaks tend to, to publicly you know, uh, admonish their, their inferiors, especially during meetings. And more positively, the term can be used to refer to someone with a limited number of things that they want done in a specific way. And, uh, and so, you know, they are people who care more than you do about something, and they won't stop at being pushy to get their way. There may be fine line between being detail-oriented manager who likes to have things done right and being a destructive control freak. Control freaks are usually micromanagers. And in some cases, the control freak sees their constant intervention as beneficial. So they think it's all good. And they think it's necessary. And this can be caused by feelings of separation or departure from a loved one or by the belief that others are incapable of handling things properly, the fear that things will go wrong if they don't attend to every detail. In other cases, they may simply enjoy the feeling of power. And it gives them so much that they automatically try to gain control over anyone and anything. And, and these guys are absolutely crazy makers. And they're all over the world. Control freaks are everywhere. You know, uh, a good example historically is Wellington versus Napoleon. You know, um, Wellington, uh, and he was a British commander uh, during the, the, the war with uh, France with Napoleon, and he he won the battle and, and Napoleon went off to uh, exile. But, you know, Wellington as a, a military commander was very much a micromanager. He trusted his subordinates as little as possible and showing many of the characteristics of our modern day control freak in 1811 he wrote that i'm obliged to be everywhere and if absent from any operation something goes wrong success can only be attained by attention to the most minute details now in contrast napoleon he gave his marshals much more tactical freedom so at the critical meeting of the two generals the battle of waterloo uh, where Wellington's close supervision contrasted strongly with the delegation of operational management by Napoleon, it, you know, it, it was at least arguably that Wellington's control mania played the decisive role in the Allied victory, justifying his claim the following day that I don't think it would have been done had I not been there. And he might be right, but, you know, control of a military in a, in a uh, fraternal type of organization like that where you have a very strong dictatorial power is much different than in life so don't take that as a control freak endorsement you know another control freak very good example was steve jobs you know he had closed systems that means that they did not were not compatible with any other computers they could interact with the internet but they they basically operate within themselves and he was very much a perfectionist who favored closed system control over all aspects of production from start to finish. And what he termed the integrated over fragmented approach, you know, he, he basically, he, they get, Apple will get you in their, their playpen and they keep you there because once you're there, you need Apple products to continue. So, you know, they basically shut out uh, the Microsoft world and the Dells and all those wonderful folks who had different systems that were open. So what is an antisocial personality? Now a control freak is not completely an antisocial personality but they have many qualities of this particular disorder. A person with an antisocial personality disorder sees other people as vulnerable and they may intimidate or bully others without remorse. They, They lack concern about the consequences of their actions. So the the symptoms include a lack of concern, regret, remorse about other people's distress, an irresponsibility and a disregard for normal social behavior. They have difficulty sustaining long-term relationships. They have little ability to tolerate frustration and control their anger. They lack guilt are not even, they don't even learn from their mistakes and they blame others for problems in their lives. So these people take no responsibility for their behavior. They just keep burning relationships down one after the other. You know, the term control freak is obviously not a clinical one. But it has meaning, less because the term clearly defines a problem. You know, men and women who have a high need for control can often be too extreme. They, you know, give rise to the notion that these individuals are abnormal or freakish. And yes, they are. What kind of disorder might this be? You know, control uh, seekers are very often obsessive compulsive. They're angry. They're passive aggressive. There, and What is passive aggressive? That means they hold their anger in and then something triggers them based on a theme of stuff that makes them mad and then they blow over that when they have not blown over it before. And so this one little thing that happens turns into a Broadway production for them. And, and uh, these folks are often phobic and uh, even uh, mood disorder. They, they, they need control because without it, they fear things would spiral out of control and their lives would fall apart. So, you know, how can you spot a high control person? Well, you can spot these types in every walk of life, in settings from home to work to social outings. You know, do high control people think of themselves as control freaks? Because these individuals need a high level of control, they also need control of their image. And so while they usually acknowledge that they they need a lot of control in situations, they will reject the freak part of that label. And so in association that there is something wrong with them and that they need too much control. In fact, many of these high control men and women will often justify their need to control in the following ways. You know, I have to be this way to do as much as I do. People need to like me because so many people are actually incompetent. Things would fall apart without me. Now, these are the inner dialogues that these folks have. So, you know, needing a high level of control in situations is often not psychologically healthy. Because so much in life is beyond our control, and that's the amazing thing, that the more we try to control life, and and if you look at the diagnosis of any diagnosis that is not uh, biological or is not organic, meaning it's predispositioned within you, any disorder that is thought-based is basically the need to control things we cannot control, and the symptoms are the diagnosis says the symptoms lead to the diagnosis that's how you try to control based on the symptoms and the diagnosis so you know it's everybody tries to get control and control in different ways so needing a high-level control in situations is often very unhealthy and it's very stressful and these people can actually totally stress themselves out and everybody around them you know, There's some examples of what these folks do. You know, they they are correcting people when they're wrong. You know, people with a high need for control often feel the need to correct others when they're wrong. They correct someone due to an irrational argument. They correct spelling, pronunciations. They correct details of what happened in the past. They correct bad manners. They, They correct people when they do something wrong or inappropriate. And it's important to understand, though, that underneath the motivation to correct others is a belief that they are usually always right. Control freaks always want to be right. Uh, They also try to win the argument or have the last word. Uh, High control men and women are very difficult to have relationships with because they like to set the rules and subsequently enforce them. And they they act superior to others and they are determined to show everyone that they are the most practical, logical, intelligent one in all crowds. You know, they also have the refusal to admit when they're wrong. You know, hands down, one of the traits that most annoys friends, romantic partners, colleagues, is the refusal to take part of a high control man, and woman to admit that they are wrong. You know, it could be the smallest, simplest issue, but high control people don't care. They just want to make sure they don't admit they're wrong. Their thinking is distorted to the point that they believe others may use their admitting they were wrong against them, or will perceive them as incompetent or foolish. Because of one simple error. And as a rule, these individuals present all or nothing, black or white thinking, dealing with anything in between, and it is uncontrollable for them. And it basically lowers the self-esteem of anybody that's in their audience and in their range. They also are big judgers and they big critics. You know, some of, some of the most judgmental people you will ever meet are men and women with high need to control. They are highly principled with, with opinions on everything from how people should hold their fork to how people should live their entire lives. And, and these people have an answer for everything. They, they come across as uh, sanctimonious and hypocritical to those who know them. And also, they also drive with rage. People with high need for control often get very frustrated while driving. They believe they are the only ones on the road and, that know how to drive correctly. They often put other drivers down, make nasty faces at some. They even curse. They even issue profanities when someone in the road uh, does something wrong or does something that bothers them. Yet the most common problem with high control people on the road is their own impatience. They get annoyed because drivers go too slow or too fast. They treat pedestrians as interference, getting in the way of their, accompanying their, their goals, accomplishing their goals. So again, in the mind of those individuals, it's all about them. And they don't want to spend the time trying to imagine what anyone else thinks or feels in the same situation. You know, you know, walking away from this idea, high control people, in summary, what we called control freaks, engage in a series of behaviors that frustrate and cause resentment in others. And, and these individuals operate the way they do because they believe that they need, in order to meet their needs, accomplish their goals. If you see yourself in some of these high control behaviors, take a step back. And ask yourself whether you are exhausted from always trying to control everything. So if you see someone you love in these behaviors, it's time to have a chat about what bothers you. So that, so that your resentments don't get worse. You know, jeopardizing the future of a relationship, you don't want that to happen. So if you point out the high control issues that you have a problem with, give them a few concrete examples of what they've done that bothers you and give them time to work through them. But you've got to hold them accountable. And that's the problem. Control freaks don't like accountability. They love pointing the finger. You know, they are rarely know that they are control freaks and they believe that they are helping people with their criticism or taking over a project because no one else will do it right. And they don't see their controlling behaviors as symptoms of what really is going on. Their own anxiety just goes nuts. You know, irrational thoughts go, go all over the place in their high stress world. You know, if I don't get this contract, I'll get fired. If I'm at home by six, I'm a terrible parent. If I don't get that raise, I suck at my job. All of these thoughts might be true, but they're probably not. You know, these folks, the control freaks, are very much black and white thinkers. They want to keep everything very simple. They don't think in gray. And unfortunately, life is gray because you're always in a process. You're always evolving. Everything is moving at the same time all the way through life and things change. If you want to live life, you have to adapt and that is not perfection. You know, you want to know, you know the, 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 if, you want, if you want to know if you're a control freak, here's some signs. You, you, you believe that someone would change one, two things about themselves and you'd be happier. So you help them change this behavior by pointing it out, usually over and over. Uh, if if you micromanage others to make them fit your unrealistic expectations, you don't believe in imperfection, and you don't think anyone else should either. You know, judge they they judge others' behavior as right and wrong, uh, without a, you know passive aggressive, uh, without uh, withholding attention until they fall in line with your expectations, sitting in silent judgment as as a master form of control. You know, this is what these folks do. Uh, They think they offer constructive criticism as a veiled attempt to advance their own agenda. They change who you are or what you believe so that someone will accept. They change themselves in, in what they believe so that someone will accept them. Instead of just being themselves, they attempt to incept others by managing their impression of them. And also, they, they present worst-case scenarios in an attempt to influence someone away from certain behaviors and towards others. And this is also called fear-mongering. And, and these folks have a hard time with ambiguity and being okay with not knowing something. They need to know everything. And so, you know, that these folks also intervene on behalf of people by trying to explain or dismiss their behaviors to others. And they also believe... That if you change another person's undesirable behavior, then you will be happier and more fulfilled. So you make someone else responsible for how y- they feel. And so, you know, this is this is the deal. You're only responsible for you, and you're not responsible for how other people feel. They are responsible for that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to uh, identify some more signs, but we're also going to talk about how to deal with these folks. Come back
0: it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com
1: dr gary bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in southern california but he is here to help you no matter where you are visit drgbmft.com Or visit drgbmft.com today. If you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology.
2: back, everybody. Okay, uh, we're talking about control freaks. Okay, you know, the thing is, you're only responsible for you. And the road to better relationships always starts with you rather than attempt to control everyone else and working on becoming a better version of yourself is a much better way to go so so you know here's some thoughts you know you want to be vulnerable with people you want to be vulnerable that means you want to be empathetic you 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 don't want to compromise your self-respect by altering your core beliefs and the other thing is you you want to quit the passive-aggressive nonsense you want to just be direct That means that you state how you feel. And what that means is that's all you have to do is talk to your emotions. You know, I feel this way. I feel that way. You don't have to demonstrate them. You don't have to manipulate them. And you don't have to blow up. All you have to do is state your emotions. You know, and and you also, if, if, if you're a control freak and you want to get better, you want to accept that large portion of life is laced with unknowns. And you want to embrace confrontation. And it's really sometimes the only thing that you can do. So, so you know, life is, is one conflict after another when you're dealing with other people. The, and things don't always go your way. And it's not your job to sell everybody on your thoughts rather than let everybody enjoy things the way they enjoy things. You know, you also want to take responsibility, if you're a control freak, for your own happiness and stop trying to make everybody else bend to your needs to make you happy. You know, if you work on your improvement instead of trying to control others, healthier relationships at work, as well as everywhere else, will then come to you as a result. And you will start having lifelong relationships rather than fleeting relationships and having to go out and make new friends. You know, here's some other signs that you might be a control freak in, in just human terms. When you have people over for dinner and you insist they use coasters, you can't have people spilling beer on your good, in, even though it's probably not awesome, furniture. You know, the world, you might want to think that the world would be a greater place if people just did things your way from the beginning. You know, control freaks love to say, I told you so. I told you so. They also are people who, who send food back when it doesn't meet their exact expectations. They drive restaurants absolutely crazy and servers. And, uh, you know, they use online dating sites and refuse to respond to people less attractive than they think they are. You know, you, they insist on everybody being on time, even though they're, they're always late. Uh, they don't really love work in groups, but they have to. And it's your way or the highway when you're in that situation, and the rest of these idiots don't know what they're doing. And also, these folks get angry at inanimate objects like computers and cell phones, and that's another example. And and uh, you know they dish out criticism, but they can't stand being criticized. And there's there's a whole laundry list of things you don't do they don't do this i don't do that you know they they also take detailed notes overplan everything and you never they never say no because control freaks are superheroes who can do anything at all at once and they're massively frustrated with anybody that they have to cooperate with because they never do enough when they have to work with them they also expect people to know them so well That they already know what they're thinking and they get mad when those other folks don't read their mind. You know, in college, they they were that student who wasn't afraid to tell the professor when they're wrong. You know, geez. They they also are another sign of control freaks is they hold sex over people because they want something from them. And ultimately, they're just afraid of failure, especially when it isn't their fault. Um, you know, in dealing with these folks, relationships are one of the most major sources of exhaustion for many of these folks. You know, it, it, it is very, you know, emotion, it, many kinds of, of ways they control drains the people around them. They, they obsessively try to dictate how you're supposed to be and how you feel, um, they have an opinion about everything and d- disagree at your peril. They'll they'll control you by invalidating your emotions uh, if they don't fit their rule book. You know, they often uh, start sentences with, y- you know what you need, and then they proceed to tell you. And th- they'll sling shots like, that guy is out of your league, or I'll have dinner uh, with you if you promise to be happy. You know that? People with low self-esteem who see themselves as victims attract these controllers, and that's a sad thing. You know, uh, whether spouting unsolicited advice or how you can lose weight or using anger to put you in your place, their comments range from irritating to abusive. And, And so what's the most infuriating thing about these control freaks is that they usually don't see themselves as controlling, only right. They think they're right. They don't see that they're controlling. You know, they're, they're very much perfectionist, and if you, you know, they have that, if you want something done, do it yourself mentality, and that creates that passive-aggressive behavior. You know, so quiz yourself. Quiz yourself. If you're in a relationship with a control freak, here we go. Does this person keep claiming to know what's best for you? Do you typically have to do things their way? Are they domineering and you feel suffocated? Do you feel like you're held prisoner to this person's rigid sense of order? Is the relationship no fun because it lacks spontaneity? If you say yes to any one, two of those questions, you're dealing with a control freak. And yes, three or more of those questions means they're a super freak. You know, uh, so here's some things that you might want to do. And number one is to pick your battles. You always want to pick your battles with a control freak because they are so draining. They are so draining. So, you know, the secret to success is to never try to control a controller. Speak up, but don't tell them what to do. Be healthy, assertive, rather than controlling. Stay confident and refuse to play the victim. You know, most important, always take a consistent, targeted approach. Controllers are always looking for a power struggle, so try not to sweat the small stuff. Focus on high-priority issues that you really care about rather than bickering about the, the cap on the toothpaste or something like that. You also want to take a uh, caring, direct approach with these folks. You, use, use it with good friends so that you can practice and others who are really good uh, to feedback and give you responsiveness. You know, for instance, if someone dominates conversations sensitively, say, I appreciate your comments, but I'd like to express my opinions too. You know, the person may be unaware that they are uh, monopolizing the discussion. And they will gladly change sometimes, sometimes. You know, if you're pointing out their frailties, sometimes they, they will get, they are very sensitive people, but sometimes they will back down. You also want to call them out on the problem and say, you are too controlling, you're driving me away, and we need to talk about this because you need to get a grip on it. You know, you don't have to be mean, you don't have to be, you know, I, you want to be compassionate. I'm sorry you feel that you have to be this way but you don't need to be this way and it's driving me crazy because I have no say in this relationship and I have no place in this relationship it's all about you and that's the sad thing you also want to set boundaries with these folks if someone keeps telling you how to deal with something you know politely say i value your advice but i really want to work through this myself you you may need to remind them several times always in kind neutral tone uh, you know, repetition is very key. Don't expect instant miracles. Since controllers rarely give up easily, you want to be patient. Respectfully reiterate your stance over days or weeks, and it will slowly recondition negative uh, communication patterns and redefine the terms of the relationship if you reach an impasse. Agree to disagree, and then make the subject off limits. You know, in dealing with them, you also want to size up the situation. Let's say your boss is a controlling perfectionist and you choose to say, don't keep ruminating about what a rotten person they are and expect that, that person to change. Operate within a reality check. For instance, if your boss instructs you how to complete a project, but you add a few good details of your own, realize this may or may not fly. You know, if you non-defensively offer your reasoning about the additions, you'll be more readily heard. However, if your boss responds, I didn't say to do this, please remove it, you must defer because the built-in status difference in the relationship, so putting your foot down, trying to control the controller will only make it more stressful or get you fired. You know, people who feel out of control tend to become controllers, so deep down they're afraid of falling apart. They, they uh, micromanage to blind anxiety, a- and, uh, and they have a chaotic childhoods. Most have uh, like alcoholic parents or experienced uh, early abandonment. You know, they make it hard to trust or relinquish control in others and, or a higher power. Some controllers have a machoism drive to be the top dog in business and personal. And they mask their feeling of inadequacy and lack of inner power. And to assert uh, territorial prowess, they may get right up in your face when they talk. And even if you take a few steps away, they'll inch forward again into your space. So when you mindfully deal with controllers, you can free yourself from their manipulations. Knowing how they operate will let you choose how to interact with them. You know, if you're at work with somebody that's a control freak, another thing to do is try to get them to be a part of your project. That means to get some buy-in and have them carry some weight in what you're doing. And having them have input, sometimes they back away because they realize you're doing it better than them and it makes them look bad because they have to learn something that you already know. Now the psychology of these people is very sad because one of the common uh, accusations made by desperate and frustrated uh, people is to excuse somebody of being a tr- control freak and uh, of course the fact is the label is used so you know you know the, the often that it means the person cannot be a freak because freaks are by definition extremely rare and rather bizarre but what it does mean to be a control freak and, and why people like this and how can they be helped and how can they best manage being a control freak? Well, the best place is to consider those things that are controllable and those that are not. We all know that the small print of an insurance company knowing an act of God means an uncontrollable physical event. We can't control the weather, earthquake, nor the sea. But you know, what about, about uh, you know, taking on the idea of personal health? You know, they tell you that that the dentist, for instance, will tell you that they can be um, easily differentiated and preventative and restorative to patients. And some believe that they have control over their dental health. But by brushing, flossing and a good diet and oral hygiene, they can control tooth decay. You know, and so they, they will give you a lot of self-confidence about what is controlling. And that's what you want in a control freak is is use their expertise. You want them to be, they, they cannot control what you do, but what they can do is give you some input. So being compassionate with them in some way is a good thing because it helps them uh, normalize. It helps them understand that they are an expert in a certain place, but they aren't an expert at everything. You know, um, control freaks believe Things in business are, are perfectly controllable. They are made extremely anxious when those beliefs are threatened, and they're they're just like phobics. They don't they 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 don't fear heights, the darker needles, but they do fear being out of control. And to cope with this anxiety, they try all the time and everywhere to control panic attacks by exercising control. You know, and here's the most frustrating feature of a control freak. You know, once again, they can be experts in certain areas and you want to endorse them if they're experts in certain areas, but you don't want to, uh, you want to be compassionate with them and let them know when they're out of their bounds. And, you know, that takes a little soft approach, but you need to be compassionate. You need to understand they're trying to help, but this isn't helping. Okay, you know, uh, the the most uh, frustrating feature that they have uh, is weak they control other people by charm, by carrots and sticks, by threats and punishments, by incentives and rewards, and they influence people is a skill for them. It's a skill that salespeople learn, and these people are incredible salespeople. They know that people are neither totally controllable or nor predictable, but with a decent uh, sensitivity and flexibility, they can go a long way towards influencing them. And so they try to match their personality to meet other people's needs. So that means they're always changing. They're always changing to meet approval of other people. Once again, they have a fear of abandonment. You know, they're usually low on insight and charm and high on suspicion and mistrust. They're not people's people. They, they don't delegate or empower You know, obviously because if they were to do so, they would lose control. So they tend to be frustrated absolutists, and they want complete control but can't seem to get it. You know, under those conditions, control freaks can get very nasty. They may spy on their staff, unjustly accuse them of a manifold of sins and wickedness. They may explode with rage at being unable to get what they want, or they may suddenly dump on people, and that's why uh, they are known to be... These kind of people, these control freaks. So the marks of control freaks are are the belief that things and people are totally controllable, the morbid fear of being out of control, absence of skills to exercise what they control and what they do have. And there is uh, something worse: the controlless freak. These are uh, fatalists who believe that luck, chance, fate, God, or, or uh, a president controls everything, and nothing can be done say perhaps pray and await your fate. But inevitably, they never make it to the top because they don't take action where it's necessary. So how do you manage, let's say, a control freak boss? You have to work on their beliefs, their anxieties, and their skills. Start with the last. Uh, Send them on an influencing people negotiating skills or an emotional intelligence course. Now, what is emotional intelligence? Well, it's like a baby that cries and you don't know why it's crying, but it's probably hungry, it's probably tired. It could be a million things, but it only has one emotion to demonstrate these feelings. So people with low emotional intelligence only use basic emotions to demonstrate what could be a very need to communicate a very complex emotion. And uh, also, you know, you want them to practice new skills. You want to give them positive experience anytime they delegate, and you want to show them that control is not all or nothing and that they paradoxically achieve more power by letting go and letting people be empowered. You know, if you're in a relationship, we're going to talk about how this works in a relationship so you can understand if you're in a relationship with somebody that's a control freak, but also how to stop it in a relationship also looking at at work uh, how to deal with this kind of stuff at work and how a person who is a control freak can stop being a control freak we're going to take a quick break then we're going to come back and we're going to take on these issues so come back <laughs>
0: us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment
1: do you like what you're hearing on the show today dr gary bell wants to help you no matter where you are he's fast efficient effective and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions if you're ready to change right now drop everything and call or text dr bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about control freaks, and we're going to talk about relationships. And how do you know if you're with a control freak? Well, number one, they plan every date. You know, control freaks are definitely planners. Um, They construct every moment to their liking to ensure that nothing ever strays from their grasp. And while a romantic getaway with with them it, it, to an unexplored city takes some time or planning, not everything does. In fact, most people out of there uh, enjoy some spontaneity in the relationship. After all, the feeling of being able to do something at spur a moment is kind of sexy. So try and relinquish some of that control. When it comes to your date nights, if you're a control freak, not only will it prevent you from feeling stressed when things don't go as planned, but like on a vacation when things always don't go your way and things are spontaneous and you're in a different culture, they actually control freaks can relax on vacations. If, if, they, if they enjoy vacations, that means they are finally getting away from the need to control everything they cannot control. They, uh, The control freaks in relationships also dictate who their partner can and can't see. And this is a huge mistake that controllers will make if they're feeling jealous. You know, it's easy to think that their partners won't stray if they never see that person that they deem to be a threat. But they actually tell them they can't see them. And guess what they're going to do to that relationship? You know, they're going to drive that, that, that person away. And they are going to make the person that, uh, that they've dictated they cannot see even more powerful. You know, if you are a control freak, you're just going to develop enormous resentment if you tell your partner who they can and cannot see. It's just not appropriate. They should be able to make their own individual cho- uh, choices for their individual needs. You know, it's one thing if the person is, is destroying the family. But if it's another thing if that person brings something to their life. And so if you're control freak, you want to maybe influence if it's a bad person, but you don't want to dictate because they will hold you accountable for their misery. You know, um, they also obsess over appearances. You know, they, they, they want to share their perfection of their relationship with the world on every social media platform imaginable. And they, you know, if you're that way, you might want to think about scaling back. Being in a relationship is not all about you and how you two look together to the outside world. Don't always strive to be the couple that knows everything about love constantly posting themselves as gazing, adorling in each other's eyes. You know, if your relationship is that important, it, it, it's, it's all that matters. It's not a big deal what everyone else in your network thinks. You don't want to be sharing every single thing. That is a real strong sign that you're a control freak if you're projecting an image, especially like in social media, like Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of crap. If you're going to do that, you're telling the world that you're a control freak. Also, you know, they all they love to tell a partner uh how to behave in a fight. You know, they hate lovers quarrels and they run the risk of breaking their composure in a quarrel and so they they're letting emotions get the best of them and needless to say these things happen and when when control freaks do that the last thing they should do is tell their partner what they should be thinking. Control freaks have such a low emotional vocabulary that they have to dictate to their partner basically how to talk to them because they don't understand all these emotions. And And it's sad. It's so sad. You know, you don't want to dictate the circumstances. You don't want to tell a partner if you're a control freak how to behave in a fight. They should be able to behave how they behave and you control how you behave. If you want it to be calmer, you need to be calmer. Also, um, they bail as soon as things don't go according to their plan in a relationship. You know, uh, it, it's, it's really, you know, if it, it, they think that everybody's got to do everything the way they want it done. And, and so they know how everything is supposed to complete. And if it doesn't complete to their perfectionistic idea, they just bail. They don't want to take any accountability for a situation if they feel other people have stronger influence in a situation than they do. They are such big flakes. You know, um, they also love to date passive people. Um, they actually target passive people, you know, and, and if – if, if, if if you're thinking of settling down with somebody who is a control freak and you're a passive person, you may want to think, rethink that relationship because you're going to get boxed into their box and you will not escape. And your life will be one ritual day after another, which will happen to be the same, the same. And it will also be how it is dictated, meaning you do not have what we in this country of America have, and that's free will. And uh, they also love in a relationship to turn everything into a power struggle. Number one is sex. They love to turn sex into a power struggle. Money. Uh, You know, that's the other one. Finances. Money, money, money. They, they, They turn these two things into a power struggle. And basically what they do is they destroy it one by one by each situation and they close everything down into the fact that they're always calling the shots in the bedroom and what your needs are are not important. And so the, these these guys love sub-dom action in the bedroom and it's always fun for them because they, they, um, they like to be the dom and, and it's sad but the person on the other side is just there. They're an object. They're not a person. And so these persons have a very hard time with sex and they power struggle with it. So how, how do you want to stop, you know, in a relationship if you're with a control freak? You know, uh, many people uh, don't understand how to mediate their anxiety and, and they need to uh, micromanage themselves and the other people in their lives because of their own anxiety. So, you know, if you want, if you worry that your partner's failings their their messiness or their lack of punctuality are reflecting poor on you as a control freak, you shouldn't. The only thing that's going to reflect poorly on you is your habit of constantly criticizing the minor details. If you have trouble mediating your own anxiety, see a therapist, join a support group, talk to a friend, write about your feelings in a journal. You know, these are constructive things that in a relationship that a control freak can do. And and the other thing that they should do is stop helping so much. Many people whose partners accuse them of being controlling are actually making misguided attempts to help others. You might be reminding, you know, your boyfriend, girlfriend about all of their meetings because you're afraid they'll forget, uh, like they did in one episode. A- and directing, you know, apartment searches because they're so busy or they might think, This betrays a lack of faith in their ability to do it themselves. You know, the person that's a control freak basically takes the ability, uh, the projected ability of somebody that they're with, as if they are a failure. You know, the other thing is, you know, stop giving advice in your relationship, only give advice if you're asked. You know, most relationship communication is venting. It's not not communication that is necessarily important. It's just getting emotions off your chest. And these guys are Mr. and Mrs. Fix-It. And so they need to get off that high horse and only offer an opinion if asked. They also want to let their partner make plans. You want, if you're with a control freak, you need to step in and start making plans and do not make it all about your partner. Make it about your enjoyment. And you want to maybe invite them to the opportunity to enjoy what you have planned, but they cannot control the opportunity to control, to do what is planned because you're in charge of that. You know, learning to help them share the planning is a very big step in controlling and breaking that controllers need to control you also um, if you're a control freak in a relationship you want to focus a little control over yourself and that means focusing less on micromanaging and more on finding a life balance for yourself you know worry as much about your hobby you know worry about things that help you take care of yourself rather than trying to control your partner and find happiness externally you can only do that within yourself. You know, you don't. Now, now, if you're a, if you're at work with a control freak, you you don't have to be a se- seasoned office professional to spot one a mile away. They're the ones who insist on controlling everyone from the temperature in the thermostat to the way you arrange the pencils on your desk. In fact, they probably have a suggestion about just about how many pencils you should keep sharpened and how thick the, the to the point that they should be. Some control freaks focus on the work itself. Some spend their time detailing with the personalities in the office. Some are some are the worst case scenarios. Of, they concentrate on micromanaging every aspect of the worst place environment. You know, the good news is that most control freaks can be tamed if you are committed enough to deal with them while you learn their secret. So here's the deal. If you're with a control freak in your office, eliminate turf wars. Many control freaks feel the need to retain control of every aspect of their jobs just because they're afraid of losing status. Perhaps they were the only one in the office at one time and were used to doing everything, and so now... Uh, These types of people have a hard time dealing with change, especially growth and expansion within an organization. So the real issue here is that if they resent a new person being hired to do what they perceive as their job, they never needed help before and believe they do not need help now. No matter how competent the new employee is, the control freak will have a difficult time accepting any new ideas. So you can eliminate turf wars by fully engaging the control freak in the process of allocating work. Allow them to create projects for themselves that will help retain a sense of tenure and if possible, separate their duties from that of other employees. And you don't have to be a seasoned office professional also to spot a control freak a mile away. You know, you you know when you're around somebody like that and you need to understand that you can control it. Number two is you want to stand your ground. Sometimes there isn't anything you can do to, to uh, placate a control freak. They're adamant that they know the best, and will even go so far as to throw tantrums, silent ones sometimes, if you know if they don't get their way. So you know if you are disagreeing over something that's important to you, you may want to have to just stand your ground. This will no doubt cause the office a little bit of friction. So it's important that you choose your battles wisely, but 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 decide up front if the issue is important and then stand your ground with it and take responsibility for that. You also want to notice the little things. Similar to stroking the eagle, this is about really paying attention to the needs of your control freaky uh, in the office. You know, perhaps they're so bossy when it comes to answering the phone because they're worried that they'll miss uh, an important message from the boss. So maybe they stress out over arranging the coffee cups in the break room because they have an unspoken desire to be first class hostess. You know, you want to pay attention to the control freak tendencies and reassure them that this is awesome, that they're awesome at their job and that the place would not be the same without them. So that's a little stroking of the ego can go a long way to helping you with this. You know, also give a little. Does does it really matter if the person in office thinks they know more than everyone else? You know, in the grand scheme of things, this person really has enormous problems and low self-esteem. Have a little compassion for the idea that they struggle with that. If you can possibly uh, be understanding that they're selfish and immature and you just kind of want to disassociate and move on. But also you want to give a little to help them feel better about themselves, just like you do children. You also want to ask questions because their method of delivery can often be very obnoxious. So other than the, uh, people in the office tend to de- dismiss them as bossy and attempting to control the situation. In reality, they just want to be a part of things. And in fact, they can provide a lot of uh, valuable input if people would just listen to them. So, you know, asking them questions as an expert is not always a bad idea. And also, uh, you know, when we want to stop being a control freak, we have to face the idea of if we're self-realizing that we're a control freak, we, we also have to understand that the truth is that control freaks are very often their own enemy. They they manufacture their own stress thanks to this high-strung personality, and they, they basically have to... Uh, have this complete knowledge and control over everything. So, you know, yes, they're stressed, but this is called a fear-based life. You know, if they live in fear and have to control everything, that means they have no faith. Well, life is a faith-based venture, and I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about the fact that we have to take leaps of faith based on that we don't have all the details for an outcome. We have enough information to make a decision, and that is a leap of faith. Control freaks don't believe in this. You know, also, if you're a control freak, expose the belief that you are a control freak, that you have issues with it, so that people can be compassionate with you and help you. And you also want to challenge your own thinking. You know, uh, if you um, are miserable and, and you're because you're possibly going to miss a da- deadline or, or you're going to have some kind of failure in your life, back away and go, okay, what am I afraid of? How can I help the situation? And who can I enlist to help me? You also, if you're a control freak, put other people in charge sometimes and see how it feels and embrace chaos when it happens because that is life. It's more important of how you handle the chaos than having chaos. All right, that's our show. Our next show is The Fear of Failure. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Get your feedback. drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or Twitter at drgbmft. Now, remember, it's a sad day. When a person realizes that their universal remote controller does not, in fact, control the universe. Also, remember, it takes true self control not to eat all the popcorn before the movie actually starts. Thanks for listening.
1: That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.